So maybe I don't know Maybe I don't know Maybe I don't know Maybe I don't know But maybe that's okay We good? Yeah Okay cool. Jeff and I talked a mad shit about you, but you you have no idea. <laughs> Whatever, it's what I deserve. I believe in karma, and uh, it's gotten me. <laughs> All right, welcome to another episode of the Off Balance Three, your mom's favorite podcast. I'm Aaron Hodges, and Jeff Young and Brian Miller are also here. What's up, dudes? What up? What What's up? Jeff's I'm, back, I'm back home from Atlanta. You're back from Atlanta. I'm back yes. from New York. <laughs> I'm back from Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, you're back at the old homestead, eh, Jeff? I forgot I to ask am. about that. That's right, I am. Are you glad to be back from Hawaii? I, yeah, I'm always glad to come home. I was. I mean, it's, it's yeah. Even know. paradise, right? Like, yeah, not your house. Yeah, yeah. I saw you got another dog. Do you foster these dogs? Well, actually, what happened with this one is it's a it's a uh, friend of my wife's. Uh, it's their like kids or something have a, had this uh, pug puppy. About six months old, so uh, so we're taking them in for the next few months or so um, until until their situation changes and they can take them back. Um, but no, this is the first time we fostered one. We had we had a pug um, several years ago, a Boston Terrier. Um, they're just they're they're really fun dogs, and this guy's this guy's no exception. He's great. His name is Charlie, and uh, yeah, he's he's kind of nuts. So it's it's awesome. It's a good it name for a dog. Facebook photo that I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's great. Awesome. I was talking to uh, my parents yesterday, trying to figure out what to do for Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're trying to make plans. And my dad told me that they got a fourth dog. And it's a lot of dogs. It's a lot of dogs. I mean, they had three. <laughs> they had three kids. Now they're all out, empty nests. And so now they had three dogs for the longest time, and they're all Pomeranians. And they all have some kind of like, <laughs> yeah, my parents are insane. They all have like <laughs> diabetes. They're blind. They always have some kind of crazy affliction that you wouldn't want to get involved with this dog from the start. But uh, they just got it. They got this new dog. And here's what my dad told me. Is My first question is, what's wrong with it, right? <laughs> my dad told me it has no bottom jaw. Ooh. What? Like, exactly. Uh, it's like, what are you talking about? Doesn't sound good. Not at all. Is <laughs> it the used Pomeranian store? You I, know, you can buy whole dogs. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, well, you know, they need a home. We know how to take care of them. So might as I mean, well do it. Oh, that's like, cool. doesn't mean like, so he can't close his mouth ever? I, I don't know. I, I'm going to meet him on Saturday. So, oh, it uh, sounds like a horror show. It sounds like a David Cronenberg movie. It's, <laughs> it really sounds awful. I know. Yeah, just his tongue would just be lawing out all the time. When, how does he eat? Is he just going to mush his face in there and the food? And, right. Ugh. So many questions. Like wow. So We're going to need photo evidence of this uh, mutant mutt. I will definitely share some photos. Yeah, I'll, you'll, I'll, you'll I'll, put your dog's parents' dog on no Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to just start an, an Instagram account dedicated to this dog. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what the response is. But uh, yeah. Oh, they should name him Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'll float that. <laughs> oh man. 
How was Atlanta, man? Laughing Skull Festival. It was it was nice. good. It was good. It was huge. Uh, like 101 comedians down there. Um, uh, officially for the fest, and then more other guys just hanging out. Um, so, oh man, it was yeah, it was a big one. Um, it was a lot of fun. A lot of good shows. A lot of very funny people. I met uh, some very funny people, and the guy who won, John Noah, said uh, hilarious guy. I, I think he was probably been the unanimous vote for person most people would have been glad to see win. Well, that's good. A lot of times yeah. that, that doesn't happen that way. So, no, yeah, I think he would have been the he would have been a, a high vote getter in that category, both because he's really funny and also just a really nice guy. Very nice. Did you make it to yeah. the semifinals thing or whatever it was? I did not. You did not. Damn. <laughs> the cut was brutal. It was 72 in the first round Whoa. down to 10 in the second round. That's Ooh. crazy. So fewer than one of seven comic every seven comics made it. Yeah, through. that's crazy. Wow. So yeah, I had some good shows and it was fun. It was yeah, I know I was also in John's round. So I was like, oh yeah. So I was in all the rounds with the winner. That doesn't help. <laughs> there you go. That's like uh, you know, when the when the eight seed loses to the champion, you can just say, Hey, well, we lost to the champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives you a little at least gives you a little bit of uh Yeah, hey, I didn't thought about that. But um no, it was, it was a lot of fun and uh, yeah, I met a lot of uh, a lot of very funny people. So call it a success. Very cool. I drink. All the beer in Atlanta, as far as I can tell. Very nice. What uh, can you remember? Your favorite? Uh oh, it was all they they had uh they had an open bar and kegs going most of the at the after parties. So there was actually a Laughing Skull brewed beer. No kidding. It was like their branded lager or whatever. So I I had a few of those. I woke up with one of those sitting next to me in a hotel room, and I was like, How do I get this back to the hotel? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really long way away. <laughs> <laughs> so it was that kind of uh, that kind of week, you know. It was fun, but I'm uh, I'm uh, on IV fluids and and talking very little <laughs> for the next few days. Okay, yeah, it always takes a recovery from those festivals, right? So oh, well, I say that actually, I'm now I'm, I'm back at Acme this week. So I was at Acme till two in the morning last night, shouting about Game of Thrones with people. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it was good. <laughs> I had a not your father's vanilla cream ale the other day. <laughs> Did the hype around the not your father's root beer reach you guys? Or was that more of an East Coast? Is it, thing? Is it alcoholic root beer? Basically, yeah. hard root beer. Yep, yep. I'm I, I've heard tell of the hard root beer phenomenon, but I, and I've heard of that brand, but I haven't actually had any. Well, the root yeah. beer is um, is amazing. But the the mm. cream ale can't decide if it wants to be a beer or a soda, and it ends up tasting like cough syrup. Not so Ugh. good. Yeah. Oh, that sounds horrible. Very disappointed. See that that brand only works if your father had a really bad cream ale. There you go. <laughs> That's my least favorite. It this this ain't your daddy's blah blah blah. It's so like is, is there could there be a less creative description of anything? Yeah. Well, I think it actually came from. This, I found out this later, but uh, it came from the company that is responsible for Four Loco. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That got banned or something, didn't it? Yeah. Wasn't that boozy energy drink? Exactly. Yeah, like drank. Pur- Remember the drank? The purple drank, yeah. I mean, They lo- literally called it drank. I was like, that's bold. I like that. <laughs> well, now, now it's yeah, lean. Four right? Loco. Yeah. I never had one of those, but... A lot of assholes did. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I had one or not. I must have at least tried it, but maybe it, maybe it skipped me. I don't know. It's at least too many, too too many loco. Exactly. I'm not down. Well, they at least know how to market a product because that, yeah, that they absolutely not do. your father's root beer. You everyone was talking about it over here. It's crazy. 
Sweeping the nation? <laughs> Obviously not. Sweeping New Jersey, I guess. <laughs> well, New Jersey probably could use a sweeping, so. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> oh, all right. You know what I found out about our guest last week? Mike Simpson owns and operates his own uh, brewery. Wow. Nice. I can't remember the, the, the name of it off the top of my head right now. But uh, well, that's awesome. Yeah, you should brew beer in honor of Blair the Cable Guy. There you go. <laughs> Get her drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, doesn't Larry the Cable Guy have like TV dinners and crap? He must. He's I like, mean, he'll put he's his like face chips. on anything. Yeah, he's got he's got his face on like chips and all this stuff. Stuff you can get at uh, finer gas stations throughout the South. <laughs> nice. What beer are you drinking, Jeff? Okay, so beers. Um, uh, in Hawaii, I had uh, I frequented two different breweries out there that are both really awesome. Uh, one is called Honolulu Beer Works, and the other is called Waikiki Brewing Company. And they were both celebrating their anniversaries, um, and with like this massive. Each one of them had their own massive barley wine, which is like the most completely inappropriate style to be drinking in the subtropics, um, because it's just like this big, heavy just massive beer but they were so delicious both of them um and then uh this past weekend not that all i ever do is hang out at breweries mind you but this past weekend, <laughs> i was gonna say my, we have my, intervention podcast yeah yeah that's a whole different <laughs> sometimes thing, but, he watches uh, yeah, t-ball games right <laughs> well you know if, if there happens to be one between the breweries right right <laughs> uh yeah and then this past weekend we had our our uh, i got to give a shout out to my uh our local brewery up here council brewing shout uh, out council brewing uh, hey absolutely one of the best breweries in san diego they're just right down the street from me and um, they make just great beers they they had their second anniversary so um they pulled out all the stops and the folks who uh run that place are just awesome so uh yeah i had a great time over there so um yeah drinking drinking plenty of good stuff yingling down in atlanta Oh yeah, uh, I was read- oh. yeah. I like that Yingling. I, that's only in the East Coast, and I is it up, is it on the north part of the East Coast? It's Pennsylvania. From it's from Pennsylvania. That's what I, okay. Yep, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but I've only ever had it in the South. I've had it in the Carolinas and, and in Georgia. Yeah, Pretty good. It's good beer. Like good, you know, no frills beer. It's good. No, 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 no. no. But I, I like it's a little more regional than like you know Miller Lite or something. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. It's like a grain belt Minnesota. You feel like you're at least getting a little local flavor. Yeah, I never had that. Oh, Grain Belt's pretty good. Yeah. Eh, actually, it's not that good, but it's Minnesota, so I drink it. <laughs> I'm starting to drink more whiskey than beer these days. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Whiskey's nice. You bourbon or a scotch or an Irish whiskey? Uh, it doesn't matter, but I guess I <laughs> go towards the bourbon more. Yeah, oh, me too. I'm a big bourbon guy. Yeah. Knob Creek. Knob Creek's good. Yeah. Uh, currently working on a bottle of Bullet. Oh, yeah. The Bullet's yeah, pretty good. Sure. I've been, I've been getting into scotches more as well. My buddy uh, just keeps pouring them down me, and uh, they're, they're starting to turn pretty good. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a single malt scotch guy myself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I knew that about you. Okay. Just It's, it's your sensibility. I, I, I give off that vibe. What's <laughs> <laughs> the difference between a single malt and, and a multiple malt scotch? Good question. Oh, blended, yeah, yeah. Oh, the the, the non-single malt, they just mm-hmm. blend different malts together, so it's oh, kind of more... Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like how if you had if you if you like with wine you would have like a cabernet or a merlot, but then you could also have a cabernet that's blended with a merlot. Sure. Like that. Sure. You don't you don't uh you don't go mixing your uh, your malts together. 
Right. You're a malt right. segregationist. I am a malt segregationist. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not what you would have put on your Twitter bio. Could confuse yeah, some yeah. people. <laughs> not really. Yeah. <laughs> Big you seem of- so open-minded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk a little sports, huh? Sure. Jump sure. into. Uh, let's jump into it. All ball or flagrant foul. Everybody's favorite segment. We get so much the, positive the main feedback. Segment, really. <laughs> it's the only segment, really. The only mainstay. But you know, we we dip in and out on uh, some other stuff, and you know, maybe we'll come up with some other stuff. But I think the all ball or flagrant foul. It's our bedrock. It's what we're going to every yeah. time. I'll kick it off. So you're hearing a lot of chatter from. NFL players now as the uh, mini camps are back in, especially from uh, you're hearing it from Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger. Mostly they're talking about going for the two point conversion after every touchdown. Well, at least Roethlisberger says he wants to do it after every touchdown. And Brees is saying, let's go for it more often, especially since now that the extra point has been moved back a little bit. And Brees also wants to go for it on fourth down more often. So the question for you guys is uh, should the NFL offenses take more chances than they usually do? All ball or flag or foul? Start with Jeff. Uh, I'll say all ball. Um, I mean, I was looking right here on the, uh, on the article that you sent and uh, I mean, it looks like the, the, the math works out that you're actually a little bit better off going for two um, based on how often it succeeds versus how often going for one succeeds on the extra point. And uh, it's not, it seems like there's some similar, uh, findings in terms of going forward on fourth down. And, you know, it seems to me that it's more, with all due respect to punters and kickers, it's probably more interesting uh, for fans in terms of the product to see the guys that are actually out there running around um, executing plays that are basically aren't punting and kicking. So I guess there's no way to say that nicely about punters and kickers. I apologize to all of you. They're used to the Fine abuse. Work. <laughs> but I mean, it seems to me that yeah, I mean, if it's if if the odds are if the odds are better in your favor for that, and you're creating a more exciting product, then there's not really a whole lot of downside. So um, all ball, Brian. Yeah, I think so too. And it's it's a little different than going for and fourth down because going for and fourth down can have disastrous consequences. And it also, if you have a really good defense or a really bad defense, that might significantly change the way you're thinking about your your fourth down. Um, but with the going, going for it on two every time, I think Mike Tomlin was the first guy to figure out this out that if you if you go for it, you have to do it every time basically, unless it's a matter of the one point that's going to win you the game, you know, the, you, to keep the stats up. And I think the only reason more people haven't moved toward it because it's like you said, there's no downside to it. If it gets more points, you don't, you know, when you lose the two point conversion, you don't they, they don't run it back usually. That would be pretty rare. So. uh well, I, yeah, I think it's just a matter of tradition. It's just people are used to kicking it, and they're still a little stuck in that rigid mindset, and it's going to take a few more years for people to just come around on doing going for it most of the time. Yeah, I'm, going, I'm going all ball, too. Take more chances. Um, I, I would like to see just a, a, a study of one NFL team, let's say it's the Packers, just going for it on every fourth and five and under. If it's five yards and under, go for it every single time. Never punt for the entire season and just see what that is. They need to take more chances. It's all ball. I used to be of the mindset where you don't go for two until you have to. But I think with the the kick being moved back, the numbers say go for it for two every time. So all ball. 
And spoken as a Vikings fan who lost a playoff game on a missed extra point. Oh. Uh, yeah, go ahead and go for oh. two. Why the hell not? Wow. We're going to be worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, AP said you can't uh, miss the playoffs twice in one season. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That was one of the worst kicks in the history of the NFL. I literally repressed it for almost a month um, after the playoffs. I, and then somebody mentioned the Vi- – they're like, oh, yeah, boy, that last Vikings game, Blair missing that kick. And I – it it was like it was so upsetting that I, I remember they lost and I just kind of – I just put the details out. And as soon as they said it, like I saw the kick and I felt the crunch in my chest again. Yeah. And it was like I was – it was like I was reliving it. It was like I was breathing heavily and my heart was beating. It's like, oh, no, the kick, the kick. It was like someone told you there's a charge for sharing your plate at a restaurant. It was exactly <laughs> like that. Actually, I had a, a restaurant incident last night. Um, my, we took my father-in-law out for his um, for his birthday, and uh, we were at a restaurant. And my mother-in-law had brought dessert with her. She brought cupcakes, but she was actually just handing them out because nobody was going to eat them. But she just brings them for because she does. But the waitress walks out and says, uh, "You know, I, if I, if I let you bring that in here, I'm going to have to charge you like a dessert." Plating fee oh, or whatever. Boy. Oh, oh boy. goodness! To which, to which I respond to the waitress deeply to my wife's chagrin. Well, what if I just go eat it in the bathroom right now? <laughs> no way! <laughs> and the waitress just stared at me, and then my wife said, uh, "He's joking." And then I said, "Yeah, joking." <laughs> and the waitress watched me. <laughs> but I wanted to, I mean, it literally did make me want to go eat a cupcake in the bathroom just for spite. Like, you can't charge me. I'll eat this cupcake where I want to. Yeah, you are a fighter. What? What's the vibe? <laughs> that's, that's a very, very charitable way to put it. What's the vibe of this restaurant? Um, It's a sort of snooty pizza place. Okay. That's what I pictured. Fru-fru pizza, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was good. And they serve dessert? They do serve. I, I get that a little bit more than the plating thing. And, and, and to be honest, like to me, the the don't bring outside food into a restaurant. Okay, although we're eight people ordering a bunch of your zillion dollar wood fired pizzas, so I think you're going to be okay. But whatever. But with the the plating fee, it's like no, 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 no. I own this food. You can't tell me what to do with it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. That's my Alamo. I'm, I'm I'll go down on that one. <laughs> it's almost like the uh, the Marlins suing their season ticket holders, where it's like, yeah, oh. maybe maybe you're right. But uh, it's let it go this time. Just let it go. <laughs> you guys are not coming in there habitually with cupcakes, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like just let it's it like, go. You're in there. You're spending money. Like just shut up. I mean, what are they going to charge yeah. you? It's worth the the the, the ten dollars that they're going to charge you to make everyone upset. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I was a little bit miffed. I mean, everybody was having a couple of glasses of wine and a bunch of fancy pizzas. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why my mother-in-law dropped on that one, but it was not insignificant. I'm sure. It's crazy. Yeah, getting nickel and dime by those Italians, those fake Italians. They're whoa. not even Italian. Whoa, whoa! Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. I'm going to be an Italian citizen soon. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, better, right. you better watch right. it, bud. I'm actually going to the motherland pretty soon. Have you ever been before? No, it'll be the first time. That's like number Very one or cool. two on my list of places to go. I've yeah. heard it's just amazing. I can't wait. Very excited. Ooh, we'll have to do the first uh, From Italy podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there must be an internet connection, so I, we might be able to work that out. But uh, I bet you the Italian internet connection is real slow. <laughs> you know, nice, easy pace, no rush. We'll get the information. We'll get the information. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> They're not known for their speed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. 
It's a different breed, but uh, it's a different. It's just a different. You know, it's a different way of life. I kind of dig it. Yeah. I'm I'm not known for my speed either. <laughs> I mean, I, I, the the more it looks like uh, Trump could be our president, I might just stay there. You know? Oh well, yeah, but you don't. Isn't Berscaloni yeah. or whatever? Aren't you kind of going out of the pasta pan and into the pasta fire? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, well, he doesn't uh, speak the same language as me, so if I can't understand, I can't be offended. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this guy seems all right. Yeah. He's cool. <laughs> He's got a vibe to him. <laughs> That's uh, a great idea. That's true. Yeah. So, I don't I don't know. I thought he was having all kinds of trouble. I can't believe he's still in power. I think that when that's the kind of guy who doesn't let stop being in power. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to do. Yeah. I'm gonna have to figure out what's going on over there, and also try to speak uh, some some basic sentences before I go. So, I got into a super fiery argument, which I never do because I don't care about Donald Trump last night with this girl who kept after having about an hour long conversation about Game of Thrones, where I kept blowing her mind by pointing out all the things that were going to happen. And just, she just clearly didn't do a good job of processing information and following along with the show. She hadn't picked up on any of the subtleties. And so then right at the end, she starts talking about Donald Trump. And then finally I, my, my defense was, I was like, look, I'm so much more knowledgeable than you at imaginary politics. And that's been demonstrated. (laughs) Why would you challenge me on real ones? (laughs) She sounds kind of dense. Maybe she. She was super. She told me she was voting for Donald Trump, and then if I if I if I wasn't, then I'd clearly never read Howard Zinn's book. Wait, what? Which she couldn't remember. I said, "Do you mean the People's History of the United States?" And she said, <laughs> "Yes." And I said, "The People's History of the United States has inspired you to vote for Donald Trump." And she said, "Yes." And I said, "I think we're done here." <laughs> what world are we living in? I, 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 it was an insane conversation. I don't understand wow. that at all. <laughs> that sounds like a spurned uh, Bernie voter that will vote for Donald <laughs> Trump. That's what that sounds like. I'm still reeling from the whole conversation. I got it. Anyway, you found the one. Spinning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I wanted to email wow. Howard Zinn, but he'd be so sad. Yeah, so strange. All right, let's jump into the, the next topic here. Yep. I got uh, Steph Curry. He's auctioning off his mouth guard. And it's expected that someone is going to purchase this mouth guard for up to $5,000 to the person who buys this. All ball or flagrant foul? <laughs> Brian. I'm glad you distinguished, by the way. <laughs> oh, no, to the person who buys this. Because from Steph Curry's thing, I'm going, yeah, hey, why well, guess? Why not, right? If you want to come to my house and scrape up my grass clippings and sell them for a grand on eBay, I'm uh, happy to give it to the... We orphans of Berscaloni or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's an insane person who would do that. I mean, at what point, you know, his shoes, that's kind of cool. But mouth guard? I don't know. That's kind of gross. Like, what if you had a colonoscopy? Would you pay for the tube? <laughs> <laughs> Where's oh, the you, line drawn? Where this tube really? has been? Yeah, what is it? You know that guy who's really good at going deep? Well, trust me, one time it went the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going flagrant foul. Yeah, icky, icky flagrant foul. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Uh, what about you, Jeff? Yeah, flagrant foul, just um, it's too much for a mouth guard. <laughs> just, uh, just, I like that you, you don't can, mind the mouth guard part. It's just in the amount yeah, of the mouth go, It's just a, it's a matter of economics. You can get one for a lot cheaper than that. <laughs> I mean, right. I, I mean, you could, and you could say, "Hey, this was Steph Curry's." Who's gonna know? 
Yeah. That's true. You've been trolling eBay yeah. looking at using mouth guards? Yeah. You know what it looks like. Just get one that looks like that. <laughs> hey, yeah, this, I got Steph Curry's mouth guard. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I always get a kick out of the weird stories that you hear about people like selling bags of air from a Beyonce concert or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? I, like, I applaud that scam, but... It's uh, <laughs> this one's a, a little weird. What are you gonna do with the mouth guard? And you, you've seen the way that he treats this thing. He abuses it. Well, gonna... here's the real question: Is how many minutes? If you pay five thousand dollars for it, how many minutes over or under do you own the mouth guard before you put it in your own mouth? Right. Yeah. Ha- I mean, that's you have <sighs> to. Happen, right? right. You have to. Do you think you could have that thing for forty eight hours and not put it in your own mouth? No. If you paid. You know, 15 or whatever, five grand for it. Whew. You got to do it. <laughs> Unless it's somebody Which that... means you get his colonoscopy tube. I mean, <laughs> to, to foreshadow a little bit, this spelling bee kid that you're going to bring up in a minute. Yeah. He's emulating everything that Des Bryant does. What if there's this person that chews the mouth guard the same way that Steph Curry does? And he thinks that there's some kind of transformative powers in this mouth guard that if he gets the mouth guard and he chews it the same way that Steph Curry does, that he's going to be somehow be a better player or something. Well, it's like those old uh, Michael Jordan commercials, be right? Like Where it's got to be the shoes, yeah. right? I don't know, it's got to be the shoes, wasn't that him? Yeah, be like yep. Mike. Spike yeah, so Lee Mike got, Jordan. Like, Michael Jordan. So you're like, all right, so, you know, it's got to be the mouth guard, right? <laughs> Makes sense. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I totally. If that's the case, then I don't mind the 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 five thousand dollars. Actually, I don't mind it. When I was younger, uh, someone, I'm a big Blackhawks fan, and someone got me like Jeremy Roenick's game socks, and they're all like, you know, like the hockey socks. They're like nicked up, and I remember being like, in the, you know, I was like 12, and being like, you know, oh yeah, that's great, that's cool, and even at 12, thinking what the hell am I going to do with these socks? <laughs> and I've still got them somewhere. And, but I just feel weird to throw them out. Cause I'm like, well, I can't throw them out. They're not even mine. They're Jeremy Roenick's. I should probably send them back to him. But it's just, they've just been in a drawer in my house for 20 years. You know, uh, it, yeah, you still keep the used athletic equipment unless it's like a stick or a puck or a ball or something cool. Yeah. Very strange. All right. Well, I think we're unanimous. It's a flagrant foul. Mm-hmm. Oh well, so speaking of the then if, since we're t- since we're talking about him, let's do the uh, let's do uh, my my hero jump in. Uh, speaking yep. of, speaking of foreshadowing a little bit, you might might give away my own personal opinion. But uh, this uh, oh god, oh god, I look up his name. I feel bad. I'm gonna screw his name up. The kid who won the spelling bee this year uh, is uh, maybe the most baller spelling bee champion of any time of all time. Uh, he uh, if, I don't know if you guys saw the video of him. Shaking his head. Oh, I saw. I watched it. Enjoyed it very much. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, Nihar is uh, the the winner. Uh, Nihar is an 11 year old from Austin, Texas, and yeah, he he is like the uh, he's like Bill Murray and Kingpin or something. <laughs> <you> know, like, <laughs> but at the spelling bee, but I lo- uh, so he's bringing attitude to the spelling bee, and I guess he he wound up meeting with his idol Des Bryant because after he won the spelling bee he did Des Bryant's touchdown dance and he threw up the x mm-hmm. so uh i will ask you guys all baller flagrant foul throwing up the x and bringing tude to the b what do you think jeff well uh i, I actually go flagrant foul on that just oh 
Yeah. I kind of thought so. Honestly, I kind of thought you would. I don't know why. Yeah, Baseball traditionalist, you know? I know. I know. I'm an old fuddy-duddy. It's just like old fuddy-duddy. Um, you know. So, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm a little bit, uh, <laughs> I'm an old fuddy-duddy. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what about you, Aaron? Well, I'm, I'm going all ball. You need a little, you need a little bit of swag in these competitions. And Brian, you strike me as a guy that's watched a lot of spelling bee competitions. <laughs> so I, if you appreciate I, I, those, I, I give off that impression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Like he's like this little, you, you think of the spelling bee is like these little studious kids and they obviously kind of have to be, but he's just shaking his little head and that look in his eyes. Like it, it kind of proves it doesn't matter what competition it is. Like if you're a competitor, you're a competitor, you know, he's in it. He's like, go down in flames. Use the H that's not there. Totally. And I mean, you could see all the influence of Des Bryant in everything that he was doing in that video from like sh- the shaking of his head, taunting, the clapping in the in his competitor's ear. I mean, yeah. just disrespectful. But, you know, whatever. It's fun. I like it. I like it a lot. You got to get in your opponent's head. Gamesmanship, baby. Gamesmanship. It's, it's gamesmanship. Hey, let me run a theory by it. My wife and I were hatching this theory. Um, this is, don't worry, this is going to start to sound, it's going to sound bad at the beginning, but it'll all come out in the end. Um, so we were like, well, why is it that, that it's almost always kids from India or so often kids from India that win the spelling bee, you know, it's like, well, you know, it's not like, why, why couldn't it be kids from China, kids from America? And then I, I read this article that said that one of the reasons that, that a, a lot of times Asian students are traditionally better at math is that in Asian languages, n- numerals are much more intuitive and kids just learn numbers earlier. That a, Whatever way we're going about writing out our numbers and doing math is just more difficult to grasp. And so kids get basically a slower start in Western languages because of that. Hmm. And so if that is true and like apparently a pretty widely accepted theory, I was like, maybe these Indian kids do better at spelling because commonly Indian names are really long and have what seem like counterintuitive stretches of letters. Uh-huh. And so they just get a facility for being able to really quickly look at a really long word and instantly recognize all the letters and hold them in their head. Well, I'm glad that you told us to hang in there on that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the very beginning, it sounds like, a, why are them Indian kids better at the spelling? Like, no, but there has to be a reason, right? Exactly. But uh, I, I think you might be onto something. Yeah. Should I pu- can we publish our findings? Can, I, I mean, can, we, can we get in some sort of journal, the Journal of Spelling Bees? Or <laughs> You go ahead and run with that. <laughs> <laughs> all ball or flagrant foul on the theory? What do we think? Uh, I'll go all ball. I like it. Yeah. Oh, man. No I'm, pressure. Feel free to flagrant foul it. I love that he's giving it thought. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little too much thought here. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what? Just to be difficult, I'm going to say flagrant foul. Okay, I appreciate your contrarianism. You're a jerk. <laughs> I'm, giving you the, uh, I'm giving you the knee-har head shake and the Dez X right now. Yeah, me saying. too. <laughs> me too. It's, it's more, I think I earned that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what do you got for, for us here? Well, um, I think probably uh, my, my favorite item of this week was uh, a few days ago, uh, Anaheim, uh, I'm sorry, we're not supposed to call them Anaheim anymore, but the team that plays in Anaheim, the Angels, Mike Trout hit a line drive to third base against the Indians, and the ball hit uh, third baseman Juan Uribe uh, in a sensitive area, 
what MLB.com describes as uh, an injury to the lower body. And uh, what in fact, what in fact it turned out to be was a testicular contusion, which just, I hate to even say it sounds horrible. And, and the, uh, the, they track the speed of the ball off the bat nowadays. And the ball was actually traveling 106 miles an hour when, um, when the ball hit the ball. And, um, <laughs> and uh, the thing is, the, the, the fascinating part of it is Uribe was not wearing a cup. He was not wearing a protective cup. So the question is, was Uribe's decision to not wear a cup I mean, you could look at it a couple of ways. Either he's a total badass or he's just a complete idiot. But it was was his decision not to wear a cup, which he routinely does not do, all ball or flagrant foul? Aaron. Well, uh, it's, not as, <laughs> it's not as easy as yeah. one might think. Hindsight uh, would say... <laughs> definitely should have worn the cup. But I played a little baseball in my day and I never wore a cup as far as I can remember huh. I must have tried it but I never you know I never stuck to it because it's very cumbersome you can't move around the way you want to <sighs> but uh, it's a one in a million chance that you get hit with a thing with a line drive like that so I'll, I'll, I'll say all ball for, for not wearing it it's just bad luck he got struck by lightning <laughs> All right. Uh, how about you, Ryan? Well, I mean, it's I, it's, it's. I suppose it's your body to do with as you choose. Um, if it was me, I'd probably be wearing three cups. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, I used, I used to play hockey, and our coach would do cup check, and we would all have right. to stand. Don't worry. You also stick me on this one. It's not as bad as it sounds. You would all have to get on the ice, and we'd all have to stand, just stand in a row, and he would skate by, and he would just hit random people in the crotch with a stick. Just to make sure you're wearing your cup. Well, that seems like a no-brainer for hockey. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you know it was. Uh, I think it was like some sort of like school rules or whatever. You know, your insurance policy. You had to be wearing them, so they had to test. So he's like, "All right, boys, <laughs> take your chances." I think he also just like whacking people with a stick. What's, what's the policy on coach uh, touching the player's genitals? <laughs> yeah, right. It was a different time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll say all ball. I, I really is all ball for his uh, explanation of it. That was my oh, favorite yeah. part. It's epic. It's a, now. Now, do you think he was kidding or do you think he was serious? He said he was serious, right? He was serious. I, I don't know. I've heard some pretty good explanations in the past for other other stuff like that. Um, what was it? What was the explanation? He he said um, he said uh, asked why he doesn't use a cup. He said I don't think the trainers have my size. <laughs> right <laughs> and he said he was serious well here's the thing to me if they don't have a cup in your size you get a bowl right? <laughs> you gotta be able to get a custom fit for that man if it's important to you they got the message <laughs> no doubt absolutely so, so we got uh, we got all ball for Aaron we got flagrant for Brian so, no, I'll, go, I'll go all ball I'll go all ball because they're his you know if okay. he, and I would not let him outfit me before I went out <laughs> to okay, uh, sure, sure. to the field. But, uh, but you know, it's his body, his choice as an uh, open-minded 
uh, liberal, I feel like I have to uh, let him do with it as he as he pleases. Okay, I, I can respect that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. That, that God, it looks sense. like it hurt though. I saw that video. I, Holy it's smokes, so, it's so bad. I know. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 going flagrant foul on this myself, just because um, it kind of well, it it hurts me to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he's got to think about what he's doing to us. We have to watch that video. He, he's doing that to us, and it kind of—it sort of sends. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can—you could say it either sends a bad message or it sends a good message to, to younger players because, like, hey, it's a cautionary tale. On the other hand, there's been um, and uh, the most notably Adrian Beltre, who's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. Um, who, and and you know he's. He had a real. He got a. He got hit real bad about six or seven years ago. I want to say, and um, but he his explanations were hilarious because he was just like, ah, you know, I have three kids already. I don't worry about it. <laughs> and, and, and it was just like, dude, you got to be. I mean, that's just crazy. I was gonna say nuts, but that was too <laughs> too on the nose. Too on the nose. Yeah. On the nose, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I I'll say flagrant fell for for the act of not wearing the cup because I just. It, it, it's not, I don't, it was very uncomfortable to watch. And I think it sends a bad message to other people who might be considering going down that road. Um, but yeah, total all ball in the response. That was just awesome. <laughs> that was epic. Yeah. Good for him. I don't, I don't know if I believe him though. It, it just seems like a opportunistic time to brag about your junk, get the focus off of the incident yeah. and get people it's buzzing. Just keep, get people yeah, buzzing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you this, yeah, I no I couldn't help myself. I really wanted to see Jason Pierre Paul's um, injured hand. Sure. I don't want to see this guy's injury in any capacity. No, not at all. <laughs> A testicular contusion sounds awful. <laughs> sounds so awful. I've seen my brother once had a golf ball sized contusion on his shin. I can't imagine oh. what it looks like on the testicles. That's, that's uh, crazy. Uh, or maybe your brother had a testicle sized contusion on his shin. <laughs> It's possible. I mean, he does you have. Know, no one ever uses that as a system of measurement. You know, you go right from uh, you go right from like a grape to golf ball. I feel like there's got to be you know something around splitting the difference. Yeah, that's kumquat. <laughs> <laughs> good pull with the fruit. Yeah, that one changed, man. Yeah, that was a good. Man, do they have kumquats in Hawaii? That seems like a Hawaiian fruit. No, no, no. They have them here in California, but they don't have them. I don't think they have them in Hawaii. Oh, okay. What else we got? Uh, oh, but why would that each hero? That was interesting. Where you, you had something on that one, right, Jeff? Oh yeah, yeah. So actually, that's kind of cool because that happened. That ended up happening today. So um, basically, you had uh, uh, Ichiro uh, closing in on Pete Rose's all-time hits record. It's it's not exactly the same hits record because obviously um, Pete Rose got all of his hits in the American Major Leagues, North American Major Leagues, whereas Ichiro got. Uh, about 1200 and change uh, in the Japanese major leagues, but they're still major leagues and, and uh, playing at a very, very high level. So, and in fact, today against the Padres here in San Diego, he tied Rose's record with 4,256 hits. Wow. Um, they're not equivalent records, but it's still, it's an amazing achievement. And um, Pete Rose, uh, well, Pete Rose's comments on it was, uh, it sounds like in Japan, they're trying to make me the hit queen. As opposed, to, <laughs> as opposed to the hit king, it's yeah, it's a, a 
Right. I mean, it's what you'd expect from Pete Rose as opposed to the hit king. I'm not trying to take anything away from Ichiro. He's had a Hall of Fame career, but the next thing you know, they'll be counting his high school hits. So the question is, because I think I think we can all agree that Ichiro's accomplishment is pretty awesome. The question is about Rose's comments. Uh, are those his reaction to this? Are those all ball or flagrant foul? And we'll start with Brian. Well, there's a slightly contrarian part of me that wants to say all ball, only not I, I, the, the the hit queen thing. Obviously, that that's what disqualifies it. I, that's what can't even let me entertain the idea because it's just like, oh, screw you, Pete Rose. You're such an ass. But um, but I will say I do think there's a, a little something to what he's saying. I mean, do you think the Japanese major leagues are genuinely equivalent to the American major leagues? Not genuinely equivalent, but uh, but when Ichiro was collecting those hits in the in the Japanese leagues in the um, early to mid even into the late 90s, I believe. Um, the, the level of play there was pretty darn high to the point where guys were starting to, um, you know, to come across uh, to, this, to the States more. As, you know, to compare that versus what Pete Rose was facing in the 60s. Well, that's interesting. It's, you know, I, I, I wouldn't put it on the same level, but I'd put, the, I'd put it at a very high level. Yeah, because athletes do evolve, you know. I mean, just yeah. yeah, that's why the records keep getting broken. They keep getting bigger and faster and stronger. That's an inter- interesting point. I, you know, I guess what I would say is I, I kind of see Pete Rose's point slightly in this. Well, yeah, it wasn't – it's not the same accomplishment, and you can't count other leagues. But right. the flip side is we can't also just say, like, it's a different and also in its way equally or perhaps more impressive accomplishment, you know. Yeah, exactly. But either way, he huge the hit queen thing, yeah. Go screw Pete Rose. (laughs) Works for me. How about you, Aaron? Yeah, I got to say that Pete Rose has taken his fair share of abuse from the major leagues. What he did was obviously stupid. But uh, so much time has gone by. Why are we still punishing this man? Just reinstate him. Put him in the Hall of Fame. He had a great career, regardless of, you know, what he did as a manager. Um. So I think he's reached the point where he's Michael Douglas and falling down. He's got nothing left to lose. <laughs> You're right. And just say what you want, man. Whatever lands, great. Whatever doesn't, who cares? You got nothing left to lose. Say whatever you want. Yeah, All what are you out of the Hall of Fame? You can't. You can't just. Say, I mean, what else does he have left? No, he has nothing left to protect other than the all-time hits uh, record which is uh, my understanding is barely recognized because of his status. Right. Yeah. Which I always kind of, no, hate. No, he's... don't you think like, it sounds like they're trying to erase history sometimes. Yeah. He's like, like the OJ Simpson of major league baseball. It's like when they no, took away what? uh, what's his name? Reggie Bush's college touchdowns because he bought his mom a house or something. Right. Like, yeah. He wasn't cheating. He just bought his mom a house. What's the difference? Yeah, it's you know it's kind of funny though because I mean everybody still acknowledges that's they still call him the hit king Pete Rose. I mean they, everybody acknowledges that he, that that record. I mean ever everybody acknowledges it and respects it. It's just all the you know the the being banished from the Hall of Fame um, and that sort of thing. But yeah, no, I mean people. It, it is a little bit weird, but it's not quite. I don't think it's quite as severe as all that because the records still stand. Everything's everything's there. He just can't go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, I'm going. I'm going all ball on his comments. He's, he could say ah. whatever he wants. Okay. All I right. see. I see. No, it's an interesting point. Though. I see what you mean. <laughs> that is an interesting point. Okay. You back a man into a corner, you never know what he's going to do. Uh, that's it. <laughs> he's, he's a wiry old man. He's a fuddy duddy, Jeff. <laughs> he's worse than that. So I'm going flagrant foul. 
Okay. Uh, I think that's pretty obvious. But um, basically, he's ever since this whole, um, ever since he's been banned from baseball, he, Rose has been just nothing but a publicity whore. Um, he, <laughs> you know, fr- from going to um, uh, being that uh, referee in that uh, wrestling match, um, <laughs> and and to to just just putting inserting himself into anything he possibly can. I don't know if he still does this, but when I drove out to Cooperstown for the um, Hall of Fame induction in 2007 for Cal Ripken and Tony Gwynn. Um, he was out there. He, he's he's not officially part of the proceedings, but he's out there like hawking anything he can. Hmm. He's he's out there like, hey, I'll sell you my autograph for like a bazillion dollars, and and you know trying to trying to be a part of the proceedings and trying to just make himself relevant. It's 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 it. Honestly, it smacks of desperation. It smacks of a guy who who. It's like, dude, you you are a great player, um, and and why why can't you just have that without denigrating other people? Yeah, do you think uh, him being why, do you think him being so prominent and vocal has actually hurt his cause? Um, it, it's probably helped and hurt in different um, for d- depending on how you feel about that sort of thing because some people definitely see him as hey you know we got to stick it to the man because he's being screwed over by MLB. Um, other people, such as myself, say, well, he broke the one inviolate rule of MLB, which is you cannot bet on baseball games. It's posted in every in every major league clubhouse and has been, you know, going back decades. Um, this is not this is not news to anyone who plays or acts in any capacity in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he he willfully broke those rules. He he knew he was doing that, um, and he's suffering the consequences and. You know, he, he, it's, it's like he tries to get himself back in as well, any way he can. And for me on this, on this particular issue, the thing I actually, the hit queen doesn't bother me quite as much because I, I'm interpreting it because I'm interpreting it a different, for, for, first of all, Cincinnati is often referred to as the queen city and he played a lot in Cincinnati. So whatever. I mean, in a sense, you could argue he already is the hit queen, but the other thing is I'm looking at, I was thinking of it not so much in the, in the sexist sense, but in the sense of like a deck of playing cards, King being the top and queen being the next one. So I think he was looking at it. I'm assuming I'm actually giving him the benefit of the doubt, which I rarely do with Pete Rose. But on this, on this one, I'm thinking he was looking at himself as being the queen underneath you know, on the hierarchy. I, the, yeah, I think you're right. Okay. I think you're so right. I think I, that's how I interpreted it. But what I have real hard time with is that sentence in this in the span of one sentence. I, sentence. I'm not trying to take anything away from Ichiro. He's a Hall of Fame career. But the next thing you know, they'll be counting his high school hits. Well, well he's just getting the point across that it's different level of competition. Yeah, but to compare the Japanese major leagues to a high school is just is incredibly insulting. Well, you know, we, we let the gays marry. Now they're going to be having sex with animals. <laughs> it's the natural progression. You know, where does it end? I think we can all agree that Pete Rose violated the number one rule of baseball, which is he tried to make baseball too exciting. That's right. Let that be a lesson, Bryce Harper. <laughs> Put a little money on it. Make the game exciting. Whoa, 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 Pete Rose. You look like you're having too fun in That's this right. three and a half hour endeavor. No, no more excitement. <laughs> we are testing your face for band enjoyment. All right. We got to wrap this thing up. Uh, thanks so much, guys, for another fun episode. Appreciate it. Before we do the plugs, I got a quick question for both of you guys. I'm interviewing Judd Apatow tomorrow. Oh, wow. What should I ask him? Oh, my gosh. 
I'm I'm nervous about this one. Oh I'm anxious. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. He's had he's had a two-pronged influence because he he was in, so involved in the Larry Sanders show, which is like one of the proto the best. I mean, that was the original HBO show. Mm-hmm. People kind of forget about that. There were other shows on, but that was the first yeah. HBO show that like really defined what their brand would ultimately be. Uh, but way before Sopranos. Uh, so we could just talk Larry Sanders show the whole time. That'd be okay with me. Oh yeah. But, but, so, but then, then when his movies come out, you know, much later on, he has another tremendous influence, which is everybody starts kind of aping that style. Right. Like, you know, that, yep. that, that riffing kind of style where you just film a bunch of takes and do a lot of improv. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder what he thinks about his influence. And I wonder, I don't know, I'm trying to find a tactful way to ask it. If he ever gets annoyed at seeing his own influence in movies when people are, especially when people are doing it. Oh, well. that's a good one. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Because I like it in his oh, movies, man. but when I see it in other movies, it's like, no, why don't you just say one punchline and move on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes they, yeah. they keep going and going and going, and it's like, all right, we get it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, um, man. I don't I don't know what I would ask. It would be probably something about Freaks and Geeks, which is one of my all-time favorite TV okay. shows. Yes. That's an amazing um, show. But I don't know what. Um, uh, it, it'd probably be something really creepy like, you know, what was it like to work with Linda Cardellini as a teenager? <laughs> 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 creepy, yeah. So, yeah, so, so probably not that. Um, I don't know. You know what, though? I would probably ask just because if you look at that cast, you know, Cardellini, John Francis Daly, James Franco, Seth Rogen, Jason Siegel. It's kind of insane because, oh, and not to, oh, I forgot Joe Flaherty was on that, too, from uh, uh, my wife is going to kill me. SCTV. Um, but like the cast of that and, and the vast majority of those hadn't really done much before then. And he pretty much, I mean, I'm not saying he did it cause obviously he had talent, but you know, what was it like to work with that kind of an ensemble that hadn't yet established themselves? That's, that would be interesting. <laughs> that is, the show went on to be crazy famous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those are pretty good, uh, entries there. I appreciate that. I, I'm, uh, I want to hear how the interview goes. That sounds pretty cool. And, totally. and when it is, too, if I can get it on my uh, radio, I'll listen to it. Uh, pretty sure it'll be this Friday on uh, Sirius XM 99, about 4 p.m. So, and if not, uh, catch it on demand, or I'll probably post a highlight on SoundCloud or something. So follow me on oh, Twitter, yeah, I guess, if you cool. want to see that, at, at Aaron Hodges. Follow me on Twitter. Awesome. What about you guys? What do you got for plugs? Oh, well, uh, see, uh, at Brian, or no, sorry, I just changed my Twitter and I keep screwing it up. It's now at Real Brian Miller with a Y uh, on Twitter and uh, Brian Miller Comedy on Facebook. And uh, if, if, you, if you're making plans ahead of time, I shall be in the great state of Michigan and Grand Rapids at the end of July. So any Michiganders listening, uh, get me to Grand Rapids at the end of July. It'll be fun. Dr. Grins is the club. Nice. A medical professional. Love it. <laughs> Cool. What about you, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm at underscore Jeff Young on the Twitter, and and I'm doing the baseball thing over at CrookedScoreboard.com, so come check it out. Shout out to CrookedScoreboard.com, and that's it for our show. We'll talk to you guys again next week.